Terrible motherfucking six. <laughs> we live, you feel me? We in this thing. First video episode, you feel me? This motherfucker finna be on YouTube. So tap the fuck in with our YouTube. It's finna be, I don't know even the name yet, because we haven't even... Just be hella black. Hella black pod. Hella I'm, black podcast. I'm sick that the first me? time folks are going to see me is without a fucking haircut. I, I always have a haircut. I always. didn't know we was videotaping until today. I was like, you know, I'm finna get a fit and shit. Shout out to my <laughs> I'm man. I'm coming straight Gino. from work. Gino, you can then turn the camera on yourself if you want to real quick. Real selfie mode. You, you, you want to do that? All right. What's, shout your, out. what's your IG, bro? So. I, got, I got Gino. It's, you can follow Gino on Instagram at G-N-O-D-S-G-N. That's G-N-O. D S G N. It's my man's. He pulled up on us on some last minute shit. I'm hella grateful. Um, and now we finally have our first first video episode. Yeah, hey, I feel like me? this is something we've been we talking about for a while too. Room. We've been talking about this for a while, like wanting to get us on video and shit. So it's hella dope to finally see it coming to fruition. It's like our first twenty episodes. You feel me? That was smacking. Now our twenty first. You feel me? We coming in hard. We gonna with plug that video content. You feel me? The light skin berry pod. Give a fuck. Hey, Whitney gonna have to start cashing out for all this fucking promo. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shouting her out like the last fucking. Are you lucky she your family? Yeah, if she wasn't my cousin, bro. So yeah, y'all, y'all she would have to pay up. But you feel me? The light That's what black podcast is about. You feel me? Though we about supporting our people. You feel me? Shout out my nigga Utah. You feel me? For the pure white, you know. My nigga Epe. Real nigga. <laughs> Real nigga. Uh, this is how we really do drink Hennessy. Yeah. We really Should do. we plug these niggas? They ain't nah, paying us either. That ain't Hennessy. Hennessy is a is a staple in the black community just because it's one of the first liquors to fucking market themselves for black folks. Like you look back like at the fucking old magazines and shit, like it was like the first liquor brand to really be pubbing black folks. So, you know, I don't know. I just fuck with it and I love the taste. I'm gonna fuck people say Hennessy's nasty, you can kiss my ass. That shit tastes good. It go down like Pure water. white for sure tastes good. Pure white is but like yeah, even better than uh, authentic the dog. Shit, bro. Yeah, like regular dog is some wild shit. I ain't go, I ain't even gonna lie. It's 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 some nice shit patch. This is episode twenty one <coughs> of Hello Black, the podcast. You feel me? So tap in and subscribe to our YouTube now. You feel me? We need we need numbers, bro. Yeah. I'm saying we need numbers. So like, pause your shit. Actually, you don't even have to pause the episode to open your YouTube. You feel me? So do that. Subscribe. You feel me? Com- comment on the video, you feel me? Tell us if you're fucking with us, you feel so me? We could damn near create a YouTube right now. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, fuck it. You know, Multitasking headass, yeah, you feel let, me? Let's get on it. So but. SoundCloud, you feel me? Fuck with us on SoundCloud. Fuck with us on iTunes, you feel me? Tell your partners, you feel me? This episode is sponsored by our patrons, you feel me? Shout out to everybody who's fucking with us on Patreon.com slash Pod. Support the fuck out of us, you feel me? Because you should. We're doing some dope shit for the community, you feel me? We're doing free political education. And to be able to support us, a lot of people don't support Black organizers, you feel me? Black people doing the work. Mm-hmm. It just don't really happen. You feel shout me? out to all our... Is it, I never know what to call them. Our patrons. patrons but I call them patrons. You shout feel out me? Shout out to all our patrons. patrons you feel tapped me? in. Support the movement. I really appreciate all that. All the Pat Rons, you feel me? I yeah. fuck with y'all. <laughs> I appreciate it for sure. Nah, for real. So, mm-hmm. tapping with our Patreon for extended episodes, you feel me? And actually, one of our patrons hit, up, hit us up and was like, oh, I want y'all to talk about black student athletes, you feel me? So... That's one way. If you want us to talk about a certain subject and we're reversed on it, you feel me? Like, we finna do that shit. That's the benefit of being a patron. You yeah. feel me? So You get specific requests? That's, yeah. that's what patrons get? Mm-hmm. Shit, say less. So, fuck with us. You feel me? We got a good episode in store. Hella black. I didn't... So tweet I, about this shit, yeah. for real. Like, use the hashtag Hella Black Podcast, you feel me? Tweet about it, bruh. Post it on your IG story, you feel me? Like... Just fuck with us. Support us. You feel me? You've been doing a really good job on the hella black social media. I'm like so detached from that shit. I'll be forgetting that that's like an element to the podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Blake. We got like over a thousand followers on yeah, Twitter. Shit Blake too, so is I'm like, running all of the hella black social media from fucking and the and the Patreon. Hey, it's you a run, team effort. You run you all me? that shit. It's a team effort. You feel nigga, me? I don't think I've ever logged into <laughs> hella black. I don't know how Patreon works. Nigga, I just know you've been me every month. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. Patreon works. I've never logged into the Hella Black fucking Instagram. I've never logged into the Hella Black Twitter. So I definitely want to commend <laughs> you on the work you do with that. I, I don't know, it, bro. bro. It's just but like you feel me. You made the play with the camera. You feel me? So it all, yeah, it all works so, out. We all we use our talents. We use you feel me. Yeah. Getting where you feel me. Network we have. Shit. You feel me? And, it, and we make a play with it. You feel me? So. I'm so juiced about us to be on fucking camera, bro. Because it's like finally 
people get to see that I'm actually top five most handsome <laughs> in the area. Like I've said it a lot on this podcast. Shout out to Taylor. <laughs> Taylor gives me a lot of shit for this, but it's like y'all finally get to attach a beautiful face to a beautiful voice. And like, niggas know what we look like anyways because of the fucking uh the photo on the podcast, Brad, you know? Yeah, ain't the same thing, you know. <laughs> ain't the same thing. They need that live and direct shit. You feel me? But shit. Also, you know, we want to get some of the, you know, these episodes sponsored. So if you if you got a business or some shit, you feel me, and you doing some double shit, you feel me? Fuck be with careful, us. be careful what you wish for, nigga. Fuck with us, you know. We ain't fucking with no Wells Wiles Fargo. Wells Fargo. You know, if you got a black business or you feel me, you got a business, you know, <coughs> that want to be, you know, we be, you know, we be getting some plays, nigga. We 160k plays, you feel me? On SoundCloud. I'm trying to get to me? a meal, man. So shit. we finna get to a meal. Watch, yeah. it's finna happen. You feel me? So fuck with us before you feel me. Fuck with us before we get to a million. You feel me? Yeah. Like before we make it, niggas would be like, "Oh, I'm just wait till these niggas make it." Nah, nigga, support people right now. You feel me? So we got a good episode in store. I didn't know that a that a, a patron was the reason why we were addressing this topic. I thought it was yeah. Just- I just tweeted this shit out. I was like, uh, "What do you What do y'all niggas want to hear?" You're, I didn't say it like that, but what do y'all want to hear on Hello Black Pod? You feel me? Mm-hmm. There was a patron replied to. I was like, "You a patron?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm in a patron and shit." He's like, I'm not a patron right now because he's spreading his wealth out or whatever. Yeah. I don't know their pronouns, but they said they're uh, spreading the wealth out. So I'm like, you've been a patron before you, you know, paid up. <laughs> For sure. I don't give a fuck if you give a dollar one time. Yeah. Like, bro. Honestly, though, that's like, you feel me? Everybody, I don't know. If you got a dollar to spare, like that, like we we be getting hell of plays, you feel me? Yeah. But like, we don't have that many patrons, mm-hmm. you know, compared to some of these other podcasts, you feel me? So it's like, you give a dollar, like if everyone gave a dollar a month, who fucks with this episode, you feel me? If you can't, that's cool. But if you fucking with us, you feel me? A dollar a month, bruh? Like, and I mean, like, yeah. Like, think about if every one of our Twitter followers, like, gave a dollar a month. Yeah, but we also have shit. a lot of poor folks that follow us. Yeah. For but sure. If you can, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, if you can. It's like we also have a lot of privileged white folks that, like, if you're privileged and you're white and you listen to this, you should for sure be pitching in some coin, bruh. Like, like I said on last episode, bro, if you if you white, don't listen to this shit for free because black people have been doing free labor for so many fucking years, hundreds of years. You feel me? And it, this nigga, this nigga Ant had <laughs> tweeted some shit the other day that like really stuck with me, bro. Shout um, out Anthony's. You feel me? Follow, follow them. Yeah, Ant was talking about. Um, they were saying how fucking like it's like always the poor folks that are giving the way the most money when you look at yeah. like based on like percentage wise, yeah. like how much they make or whatever, how much, like, the, based on their income. I'm like, fuck. So, like, when I even look at, like, fucking um, our, our fucking patrons, like, if you fucking poor and black, uh, I want to say all poor folk, but, like, I don't know. I'm trying to choose my words wisely. <laughs> but specifically, like, definitely if you, like, poor, bro, definitely if you poor and black, I don't need your fucking money. Like, Retweet. Yeah, like I don't co sign what that nigga just yeah, said. I don't I don't not need your money. I don't even want your money. Like if you poor and black and you are a Patreon, a patron. I just know just, hell of non black people listen to it. You feel yeah. me? So I'm also like, you feel me, y'all should be paying for it. That's wild though. Opinion. Think about how much like even when I was like you know, when I wasn't making the same amount of money that I make now, I wasn't in this financial space, like I was still giving away hella money, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just we like, both were. <laughs> what is the call? What is the root of that? Like, I guess like it's just. Like, I think, like, bro, we're too empath- like we have empathy with people we don't even know. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I give away money. Empathy every, is always like, going to be time, like a driving bro, like, tool for my. Even before, yeah. before I was even like politicized, bro. Like being in Berkeley, you know, you feel me? Like I'm like, yeah, if I had it, I'll give you the rest of my food type shit. Yeah. You feel me? If I got a dollar, I'm finna give you a dollar, bro. Like I don't know, but I there was some research done, I believe. That actually showed that black people are more likely to give to like homeless people or like houseless people. It's that empathy, bro. It's like being able to relate to being like fucking relate feeling, to struggle. Yeah, like relate to that struggle and feeling like fucking hopeless and helpless and like not one like I know that that's the root of my giving empathy. Like yo, I've been in that position before and I know what that shit felt like. So I'm trying to make sure as the least amount of people as possible can feel that feeling. You know? Yeah. Like, that's why I have to stay off Twitter so much. I'm like, nigga, there was like one month, bro, I fucking, I don't, I'm not going to over-exaggerate, but I know I was like doing some GoFundMe shit like every week. Like once a week, I was giving to somebody's GoFundMe. And like- Real nigga. Like, bro, this shit is on top of like trying to take care of my immediate family. Right. And then doing the breakfast program shit, right? So it's like, hold on, nigga, like, I got to detach from this shit or I will be fucking broke. You know, it's like, don't, yeah. you know, they say like, don't fucking, um- help build your fence before you help somebody else build their own some shit like that whatever yeah. you're saying is but like yeah like 
if you if you're an empathetic person, man, you might want to stay. It's away like from we that still shit. like <laughs> we be giving money away. You feel me? And we still be doing the breakfast program. Like it's just like not even to like be like, oh, this is what you should do type shit. Yeah. It's just like or like we don't want to fucking cookie because we're doing this shit, nigga. We just we just talk about it. You yeah, know what I'm something like. I know that there's folks who are out there who like always feel like they have to. Get, I feel that way, and to stop me from doing, it, I have to detach from like social yeah. media because there's I mean, always Twitter, gonna be some bro, fucking GoFundMe out there, bro. Yeah, there's always gonna be a, somebody to help. That's yeah. that's what capitalism. You feel me? Like this shit is fucked up. Capitalism wouldn't exist if you didn't if without poor folks, right? So yeah. there's always gonna be somebody that needs your help, right? Period. So we should fucking overthrow capitalism. Fuck that <laughs> shit. You can quote me. Hey, it's man. <laughs> I was, I want to speak on this right now. I don't know if I should speak on it, but it's been speak on my it. it's been on my mind like the last three days. And we ain't even started the topic yet. You feel yeah. me? We we you feel me? But this y'all is getting a good episode. I don't this is something I've been thinking about lately. My grandma right now is in Africa, bro. My great granny. Yeah, no, I just I just saw uh, you saw video. that. Yeah. yeah, she's in Africa. Nigga on safaris and shit. Yeah, that's wild, <laughs> bro. She went to the fucking I don't know something going out out there with like <clears throat> honoring Mandela or something like that. Is that is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know, but you, my, my, my great granny's out there right now, and she met that That's nigga. She met Obama last night, and I had like hella mixed. <laughs> not not last night, the night before, or whatever. She she met Obama. She called him a fit. Nah, my, my, my <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you gotta think about it. Right? Like my grandma was from it, like, what, yeah, from fucking. My grandma was born at least the '30s at the latest. You feel me? She's like, she from she the just, South too, right? She, yeah, she from uh, Port Arthur, Texas. She has a yeah, way. Different. She has a, a different relationship with like racism and also blackness, like. Yeah, it's it's just wild. Like I know, like Obama symbolized so much for her. You feel me? Yeah. Like she symbol, he symbolized a lot for her. But it was just wild. It's like one and being like, I'm not finna tell my ninety year old granny like, yo, that nigga's an op. I'm not about to do that, bro. Like I'm not finna steal that moment yeah, from my she grandma. Gotta you feel me? Like I'm not, I'm not yeah, finna steal that moment from my grandma. But it was like, yeah, it was, it was just wild to like be hella happy for her, but also like, mm, this nigga's a fucking op. Oh. Yeah, I need to like pick my words carefully, but like. He ain't yeah. He's an op. He's an op for sure. <laughs> but to some people, he's like a motherfucking like saint. Yeah, it's it's wild, bro. Like I get I get it from my granny though. But like being from Port Arthur, Texas, and like living to like the Jim Crow era, and that, like, yeah. that shit is is. I mean, it's the same in my family. Like yeah. it's like for the older folks in my family, it's like Obama is like was a sign of hope, you know, but. Yeah, I don't know. That that's just something. Yeah, that, that's that was, some fucking fake. I would dope, never say this to my right. grandma though. Like, for me, when she comes back and she like tells me stories of Obama's, I'm gonna smile and I'm yeah. you know like I'm gonna just be I'm hella juice for it. And they're like, it's wild that she's in Africa, ninety years too. old. Of course, like what, you feel me like this, sir. That's beautiful though. Yeah, and that's I definitely would commend that nigga Ryan. Like that's something I want to do. Like be able to take my fucking mom and my grandma to fucking Africa. Like that's some real nigga shit. I'm hella juice for them. Yeah, she's having like yeah, like you. T- I didn't even know she was on the safari, nigga. You seen some safari? I didn't even see those safari. <laughs> Yo, show me the video. Yeah, I, I didn't even see those safari <laughs> shit. So yeah, like she just living. I don't know. I hear like Africa is like such a. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, bro. And I South heard it can Africa also like fucking too. politicize you too. Oh, I mean. I, w- I wouldn't when I was 18 when I was yeah. playing rugby I was playing for the USA team I know people are gonna be like this nigga, oh you was you was really you was bleeding red white and blue that <laughs> nigga <laughs> played for the national team you a op nigga yeah, I really speaking of ops this nigga just dipped US. his fucking shrimp in cocktail sauce this nigga's a fucking op I've been trying to tell y'all this for the longest fucking going at let me, me check this nigga for a while <laughs> I swear to god this nigga op he be eating coleslaw and cocktail sauce y'all can't hey, tell me this nigga not the I feds bro I niggas trying to eat that green it be your own niggas young black and healthy come on it be your own niggas damn bro and you know Remember hey. Undercover Brother when they had to pass the test Bro, by eating me. mayonnaise? <laughs> That's what I just did to you. I put cocktail sauce in front of you, nigga, and you took the fucking bait. I thought that shit was ketchup. With fucking lumps in it? I thought it was ketchup. Hey, didn't you say when you was a kid, you used to think cocktail nigga, sauce we was ain't ketchup? Kids no more. Nigga, I'm, I, you we can still have we... kid moments, nigga, at age 25. I know you turned 30 on Friday and shit. You know, happy birthday. Bro, it's this about to be roller day. Play me, you feel bro. me? This, like, this nigga 30, so bro. Nuts. I don't know if you can see it in the camera. He got some fucking gray hairs in his motherfucking chin right now. <laughs> Hold on, do I really? I'm fucking with oh. you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, take a shot of that pure white, bro. It's I'm okay, man. I'm about to man. kill this shit. It's almost gone. <laughs> hey, but you a part of the problem, bro. He trying to he trying to um give me more years. That's how they did to me and Rice. See what I'm I'm trying to tell you. Ah, niggas calling me thirty. No fucking thirty. Hey, why is that? One of my students thought I was thirty. I was like, do not play me like that. Yeah, that's I mean, foul. but when you black though, I feel like from age twenty one to age thirty five, they just run together. Like you just you feel me? Like yeah, you could be. Age twenty one. What is what is it? What is it with black folks? Well, I'm. Yeah, I know. Like looking like your age. I don't know. What is it with like black 
men in age, like, I know me and my niggas talk about that a lot as of late. Like, what is it with, like, black men in age, bro? Like, what is it that, like, niggas don't fuck with about getting older? Hit that I think it's... It's that win. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What is it about black folk, black men and getting Fearing old? getting old? Yeah. That prostate I don't exam? know. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds like anxiety. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I almost said some wild shit. Oh, my God, bro. I'm so happy I have, like, this thing where I say things in my head over and over before I actually say it out loud. Yeah. But what is it? Like, even I got offensive. I got offended when you told me I'm almost 30. Like, I know you got hella fuck, offended. Your face got hella serious. <laughs> like, damn, 30 is, you know, that's prime. I don't know. I think also we're, we have to grow up at such a young age, too. You feel me? That when you hit 30, you're just like, damn, like, I never... I might not have lived how I should have lived in my twenties or some shit. You know, but do you I, like, think thirty is old though? I think it's old, but I also think like, like the younger, ain't the that younger old generation, though, like my mom, you feel me, had me when she was like twenty five. That I'm twenty five. Like I cannot imagine having like you feel me. Like I don't have me. She was seventeen, nigga. Yeah. So like I think like that generation too. Like you were supposed to. I don't know. Thirty ain't be that married old. earlier, have kids. Thirty ain't and shit. that old though. You just quit, quit putting the fucking pure white on the shit. Thirty ain't that old. I don't even need anymore. <laughs> thirty ain't that nigga. Come on, don't play me. I had two shots, my nigga. Don't play. Me. Thirty ain't that old though. It's but, not. It's not. But we're, I think we're told. You feel me? I think it's the way capitalism works too, though. You feel me? Because it's like you're supposed to have all this shit done by a certain age. You feel me? It's like a race type shit. You feel me? Like. You're supposed to have all these things in your life taken care of. You're supposed to have a house. You're supposed to have, you know, a wife, a husband, a partner. You feel me? Like, yeah. you're supposed to have all that shit by a certain age. So, I think it gives people's anxieties. You feel me? I think it's that that American dream, I yeah. guess. Like, there's, like, there's this, there's this fucking, like, standard for living associated with each age, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you get this L, when you reach this age, you're supposed to be doing this. You, sh- you should have this much. Mm-hmm. Like thirty, it's definitely anxious. Show, like like yeah. if I'm like thirty and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. You feel me? Like niggas want nice shit too. You feel me? I want nigga. I want to live in a house at some point. I was talking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's not even from a capitalistic. It's like, nah. I want a house. I want a fucking porch. I want to be sitting on my porch. You feel me? Drinking some hand reading or some shit. You feel me? I want to have that. You know, shit, I'll be some happy basic the, ass shit. I'll be happy with an apartment at thirty. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No fucking lie. I've been looking into minimalism and shit, so that's why my perspective is like on some shit like that right now. Like, do I really need a house? Like, on some real shit. I was having this conversation with Khadija like a couple nights ago, and she was just talking about how, like, a lot of the goals that we strive for as people, especially when it comes to owning things, like, she related it back, she she related back to, like, slavery. You feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. to where, like, these, these are the, these are the, uh, you have to have this amount, you have to have the, you have to reach these standards to be considered a human, right? Like, right. to be able to vote. And it was usually like white men that own property. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It's so like, exactly. even in a, from American capitalistic perspective, it's like, okay, owning things was uh, aligned and synonymous with humanity. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, 100%. a lot of the things that we strive for are rooted like into some standards from hell long ago. Like, we, nigga, like, yeah. what is like, in real life, like, what does owning a house do for you right now? Right now, nothing, but I want to have some kids in one day. Okay. You feel sure. me? Do you, I want to have, yeah. you feel me, a few kids. Yeah. So I want I mean, to, like, you know what I mean? Even like fiscally, it makes more sense, like, I guess, like, be like renting to buy some shit, then, yeah. you know, so you can, like, leave some shit to your kids. So I get it, but a lot of folks, like, you and, get, like, yeah. You get, like, she was, Khadija made this point of, like, you see, like, motherfuckers, 18 year olds, like, oh, I own my first house. Like, it's not really a big deal. They don't have any other money, my nigga. Like, yeah. Well, you say like, you don't have anything else going for yourself. You own the fucking house. Like, I mean, for me, also, I'm thinking, like, my great-great-grandfather, Frederick Bottom, you feel me? Yeah. Like, that nigga was a sharecropper from Louisiana. That nigga migrated from Louisiana to fucking Berkeley, Oakland, you feel me? But bought property off, you feel me, 9th Street, you feel me? Property that we still have in the family today. And, like, my grandma, you know, like, she she was sick. She passed away about a year ago, mm-hmm. or a little bit over a year ago. But, like, she wouldn't, you know, I don't know where she would have lived type shit. You feel me? Because, like, she was sick. Right, my my great so, like, she was the able same to, thing. Yeah. She was able to live in a house that her, you know, her great grandfather bought. You feel me? Or her great grandpa? I don't know. All that great great shit. It just, it just <laughs> oh my mama, that should be good to be. I was talking to. I was trying to figure out like. But this the first, fact, yeah. if you feel me, like the fact that like she had a house to live in because he was thinking a few generations ahead type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like 
that's why she, you feel me? She might have been on the streets. Who knows? Definitely. Shit, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think about, for me, I'm just like, what am I going to leave? You feel me? Like, I want to be thinking a few generations ahead. You feel me? And be it, if I can, you know, if I'm in the place to where I can pay the way. I'm just like, you know. Because you know how stressful was looking for fucking housing is. Oh, bruh. my God, bro. And shit, a lot of black folks, like, if our great, you know, if our uh, family didn't have shit earlier, a lot of people. Like, my know, grandma right now, if my great- if my great grandpa didn't acquire all didn't acquire all this property, I don't know where my grandmother would be living right now. I don't know where some of my cousins would be living right now. I don't know where my aunt and uncles would be living right now. So, yeah, I feel you. Like it's I'm it's def- it, yeah. it's important, but like it's also important to keep that perspective. You know, like okay, like facts. It's not just one, make you, one of the other. You feel me? Yeah, facts. So we already twenty fucking minutes in. We haven't even talked about our topic. We just been going hella black, authentic. You feel me? Yeah, that shit just rolled off the tongue. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I hope y'all still fucking with it. <laughs> I know y'all still fucking with it. And you feel they, me? And if they don't, you could turn it off. We yeah. ain't forcing nobody to listen to this it. shit. I get it, but I don't. Get it, it would be dope if every po- <laughs> if every episode was a hit, though. Ideally, I think, right? I think I don't think we put out bad, bad content. You, you feel me? And if you think about it, we don't really like we've had a few guests. Like we can't really do guests right now just because of you know certain situations. But uh, I mean, you know, you think about like you, think about it like as from a music like you feel me? We've done damn near eighteen episodes with you feel me. Just us, like no feature. <laughs> this is the shit, thing about com- this is the thing about open up, open ended conversations. You gotta hope that motherfuckers care about what you're talking about right now. You know right. what I'm saying? So we just we, we legit just had an open ended conversation that bounced from topic to topic to topic, right? Um, and you know when you have some a structure like that, right some rambling. people might fuck with it, some people yeah. might not. But as long as you're speaking about things that the majority of your listeners fuck with, then you know they might they might tap in with this. We can go ahead and get into this episode. It's Hello Black Podcast, you feel me? Yeah. We've been doing this shit. We've been talking our shit, shooting our shit, so I was on my way over <laughs> here, I was I was thinking about some of the shit based around this episode and I was like, damn, I hope my college coach dies in the most gruesome way possible. <laughs> I'm not even lying, bro. I hate this nigga with every ounce of me, bro. Like every ounce of me. Like bro, I and like it's the same conversation that's had over and over again when you talk about college athlete, college uh college sports, right? Like it's the same conversation. Like mm-hmm. motherfuckers getting exploited, motherfuckers getting treated wrong, motherfuckers telling you you need to be happy about you get to go to school for free, and like it's just, it's the same yeah. conversations that have been happening probably since the beginning of this shit. So I'll like, give y'all give y'all some background. Yeah. Me and Delincey were both you know D one intercollegiate athletes. You feel me? So like yeah. we both played sports. You feel me in college? I played football. I played rugby. Yeah. You feel me? So like. We're both playing intercollegiate sports. You feel me? Where at the highest <laughs> at level? At the highest level. And possible. you played for one of the. I played at UC Berkeley. That's one of the, the best, best rugby programs in the, in the nation. nation. Period. Like. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Like them niggas have won like. Hell national championship. Yeah, I was writing a story on the on the on the high school club team about some of the players that were going to UC Berkeley. I'm like, these niggas won how many championships? Yeah. Oh my fuck! Like even when I knew that you played rugby, I didn't know how serious it was. Yeah, like, that shit was. <laughs> rugby has always like, especially as football players, right? Like niggas is like, oh. That's some shit that like the less athletic niggas play. <laughs> the less athletic, the less athletic like, niggas that like contact. You you funny for that nigga. Is that not the stigma around it though? When it comes to like, so like if, if you think about it, foot, football came from uh came from rugby. Okay, I don't want to hear all that bullshit. Like uh, like football is keep on, it football, keep it. Football is on some. So American who's shit, who's bro. more? Okay, whatever. Let's take the policy. Who's more athletic? Who's more athletic? Rugby players. Okay, Facts. now you just say anything. I swear to God, bro. On you average, been, have you been to a rugby game? Have you seen a defi- Yeah, I've been to a rugby game, nigga. I can't believe you play football and you will say some nut shit like that. <laughs> rugby what, what players are of, more athletic than football players. You got to think about. A division one defensive end. The nigga is 6'6", 270 pounds and running a four five four six forty. Ain't no nigga on the rugby team more athletic than that. I swear to God, there will. Be. Are you si- okay? I swear to God, not in the USA. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not ta- okay. okay, if we're talking about an American, you talking about Brazil or some shit. I'm talking about like New Zealand nigga. Like okay, South ain't nobody African from nigga. New Zealand hitting. Like me. rugby is one of the top <laughs> five. Uh, I think it's the third most popular sport in the world. So you feel me? It's like soccer in America. Yeah, it's all the crash. sports. It's all the sport. Yeah. This nigga coming from me. You sound sick. <laughs> I can't believe that, bro. I s- anyway, you know yeah. this. You know that there's I a said stigma. All, all, all black from New Zealand. You feel me? They it, would fucking. Was that a team? Yeah, New Zealand All Blacks. It's the national team. They, they would. Be they, would they would go against any football player. Well, and, I know you like, didn't play football for a long session. Like nigga, I play that day with nigga. Come on, I know football. Okay, okay. <laughs> nigga. I'm trying nigga, to tell I you. I got a state championship and a national championship, nigga. Every rugby player that came out for football that I played with was ass at football, period, point blank. Football yeah, and rugby is two different know, things, that's your, that's your perspective. And I've experienced it, bro. I've experienced 
on a collegiate level, bro. I can't, but like, I would, come on. Not taking anything away from rugby players, yeah. but you know for a fact. In America? Are, oh, yeah. In America, yeah, for sure. Anywhere. I you're talking about, fuck I, I where the niggas from? They're not fucking with no football players. No American football player. Man. No, I don't give a fuck where, where even the rugby originated. Wherever that motherfucker is from is not fucking with no <laughs> black American football player. A professional black football player. Bruh. Period. You need to watch some more rugby, bro. Some I do. Who was the nigga that played for the Niners that was an ex-rugby player? He was ass when he got on the field. He was ass. That's because he didn't know how to play ass. rugby. He was just athletic. No disrespect to you, fam. You might be a know. listener. I and know, I, but I, he probably you're probably a really good rugby. person. But you know, <laughs> when we talk in sports, your personality gets taken away from this shit. Who you are as a person, your character gets eliminated. We're talking <laughs> sports. Rugby players cannot fuck with football players. But anyway, let's get back. <laughs> I want to know what some of these listeners got to say about it. You feel me? So tweet about this shit. Use the hashtag Hellwag Podcast. You feel me? Tweet about this because me and Delancey are disagree on this shit. <laughs> but anyway, me and Blake were definitely two black collegiate athletes at a Division One level, the highest level that you could possibly play. And back to the point that Blake played for the best team in the nation in rugby. I played Division One. My team was ass, flat out. But it was the highest level of football. We had niggas that went to the league and shit, but like as a unit in all, all around program, we were ass. <laughs> we were ass. We had terrible coaching and not. Yeah. So back to my point of one of my coaches died a horrible death. It's all rooted. My coach was from Arkansas, bro. This nigga was so racist, bro. You white? Yes. He was, he was short. <laughs> white too. man from Arkansas. I'm fucking he was, right a <laughs> short, he was a short white man from Arkansas. This yeah. nigga was so fucking racist, bro. Like, so racist. And we talked about, like, how you started organizing as a student athlete, right? Like Yeah, my last year, my senior year. Yeah, I didn't really get the opportunity just because, like, one, my location, um, being in Idaho at a PWI. You were at a PWI, too, but, like, California is always just going to be a little different, right, than, like, the, a small white town, white town in Idaho. Right. So, for one, my location in the school I chose to go to. Nigga, wasn't no black student unions, wasn't none of that. And then also just the perspective that I had at that time, bro. I was like an athlete before anything. Like, yeah, like Shit, that. You and me both. Yeah. Oh, fuck. See, this is the. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was just a... shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was an athlete before anything. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I never really, like, I knew that the shit around me wasn't right. Wasn't right. And I just knew that, like, shit was foul. Even, like, when I look at, um, the majors that they gave my teammates, my black teammates, right? Like you look at like, like damn near give you a list of shit. They like, just the very first day they general, give you a general list, like, Okay, take this, take these classes type shit. Shit that you can stay eligible as, right? They just throw yeah. a nigga in general ed. And like we talk for about real. this a lot with like elementary school kids, right? Like who don't have parents to advocate for them. A lot of my teammates were like first generation, only got here because they was good at football type shit. They didn't have motherfuckers in there advocating for them. So you really putting your hands, you really putting your future in the hands of a white woman who's usually going to be your fucking college counselor, right? Mm-hmm. Putting your hands. Putting your future in the hands of a white woman who has no connection to you, and I was just and her job is essentially to keep you eligible. keep you eligible, nigga. I don't and give a fuck it. if you gotta take fucking, um, fucking go kart racing three times a week. If that's what's gonna get you that passing grade to be able to play on Saturdays, that's what they are gonna give you. But like, look at that, bro. Like, even when you look at the fucking classes that they give black student athletes, bro, that's a problem, my nigga. And imagine not having someone there to advocate for you. It just so happened that my mom was a college graduate. Just so happy, I can only imagine if my mom didn't have. No higher education, didn't know shit about yeah. um, degree audits and shit like that, right? Like, yeah, no, I know. that right there is another form of exploitation with college, uh, exploitation with um, black college athletes. Like, even with them, and I know this was not unique to my school, bro. Right. I know for a fact. I mean, it's universal. You feel me? So, like, black football players, especially black football and black basketball players, are some of the most ex- exploited. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Because all the money that is being used, you feel me, um, being generated by, you feel me. Games, jerseys, all that shit. All that money is going to the coaches. The money's going to also fund other teams as well. You feel me? So, like, all that fucking money that is being generated, you know, you got your coach making millions of dollars. The highest, highest paid UC employee is a fucking football coach. That's nuts. I and you got players, yeah. you feel I mean, me? I knew that coach made a lot of money, but I didn't know that. The highest. Like, you got niggas really solving cancer and shit, trying to find cures and shit. You feel me? <laughs> making like, less than the making football less coach. Than, like, and the football coach is over here making him a fucking woo. Look at Jimbo Fisher, the coach, the former coach from fucking Florida State that's now the coach at Texas A&M. That nigga makes so much money. I don't know his exact fucking um, his salary, but the nigga, the, all the boosters pay for his shit. 
The boosters alone pay for that nigga shit. Oh my god, bro, that's nuts. And Jimbo is making bank, nigga. I mean, college football is a multi-billion-dollar industry, bro. Where none of the workers get paid. It's it's a new form of slavery. This is some, all, uh, yeah. sorry to bother you shit. <laughs> I haven't even seen it, bro. The niggas making all the money. The workers make nothing. They just get fucking housing. Shit is sick. Housing and food. So niggas get housing and food, and that's it. Housing and food and books. It's literally it. And like, if you in Idaho, it's gonna last you a little bit longer. But if you if student athlete, barely UC Berkeley, nigga, shit. Well, yeah, definitely use. But I feel like where the rent you get like one thousand one hundred dollars, one thousand one hundred dollars a fucking uh month. All scholarships are based on cost cost of living, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, I hope nigga, as rent has increased at UC Berkeley, scholarships have increased. I'm not sure. If niggas, is, how much did niggas. you just say? It was like one thousand one hundred dollars a month. I believe. Just off your football scholarship. Yeah, off football scholarships that we get a month. Oh, hell no. This is running them. I got to make sure I heard that right. Yes, $1,100, bro. Rent. Oh, rent shit. in Berkeley. Like, you're, not, you're not even getting a studio for that. You might get a two hots in a cot for that shit, nigga. That's, you can't get shit for that. Yeah, see, I think at Idaho, I was getting I was getting 700 But then you got to look, all right, sorry. Yeah, I was getting 700 So I was getting 700 a month at Idaho. Rent was 350 Lights, another 50 Phone bill, another hundred. That's what I ain't good at math, but that sounds like five hundred dollars. So <laughs> I got two hundred to last me a month, nigga. Top ramen and PB and J's, nigga. Meanwhile, my coach is making a million dollars a year. Nigga, to be a racist ass fucking cracker, you feel me? Telling me calling you boy and shit, probably like, hurry up, boy, run, boy, bro, get some water, boy. Tell you when to fucking uh, you know, brush your teeth and wipe your ass, type shit. Like, it's so many levels to the story I'm about to tell. So, for some reason, somehow, based off my counselor, going into my senior year, the summer going into my senior year, I was um, ineligible. I had to take a summer class so that I could be able to play in the, in the, in the, in the fall, play the, the next season. So, they made me take, like, an early summer class, right? That early summer class is, like, the f- nigga, like, literally the next week that you got to school. You got to say we got to school May 15th. I had to take class May 18th, nigga. So, I'm back. I came home for like two days, just like come to the bay. I came home for two days, nigga. See my family before I go off for the whole fucking summer. I had no other time to come home. I take the early summer session, then I take the regular summer sessions. Um, so I wasn't gonna be home until fucking Christmas. Um, so I get back, nigga. I'm taking the early summer session. This is like the first the first week of the summer, nigga. Like so, we get out May fifteenth. Go to school May eighteenth, nigga. We don't get another scholarship tech till the first real session of summer school till fucking June, bro. Nigga, I'm eating like fucking peanut butter and jellies and fucking trail mix from the, from the fucking um, cafeteria or whatever. Uh, the fucking weight room, bro. Yeah. Meanwhile, my coaches are eating fucking fat, bro. And I'm like hitting these niggas like, yo, like nigga, I'm hungry as fuck and I can't have another peanut butter and jelly sandwich. These niggas is like, just just go to the weight room and get some protein shakes, bro. I had one coach. Luckily, this nigga fucked with my nigga coach Ambrose, nigga. This nigga like took me to go get groceries, bro. Nigga, te- t- technically, that's a you know yeah. NCAA violation. Took me to go get groceries. Like I can fucking survive, bro. Right. That's and that's a violation. Making sure that I don't die. Like nigga, how many peanut butter and fucking jelly sandwiches can I fucking eat, nigga? Before you go wild, bro. <laughs> like. <laughs> and like nigga, like you got to think of how many calories I'm burning today too. Right. I'm still working out. Working out. Running, I'm still working out hard as fuck. Working out probably twice a day. I'm walking everywhere. I'm gonna fucking car. I'm yeah. walking everywhere. It's a big ass campus. Nigga. I'm burning so many fucking calories, bro. I'm lifting weights. I'm running. I'm training like a Division One athlete. Niggas was telling me to eat peanut butter and jelly, bro. My coach is living in a fucking mansion. That's crazy, bro. Come I mean, on, he, he living in the big house. What, what was what was <laughs> what was, bro? Shabazz Napier. You remember that story from fucking um UConn? Nah. They had just one the natty, and he was like, "How you feel?" He's like, "Well, it will feel better if my lights wasn't off." Oh yeah, and people was mad at that. <laughs> He just won a national championship. I mean, <laughs> nigga, the lights sickest part, bro, is like just the TV contract alone was $10.8 billion. And that nigga plays basketball, so that's Final Four money. $10.8 billion, a 14-year contract that they have. You feel me? 14-year contract for that much money and niggas ain't making none of that shit? A billion dollars? Like that's billions and billions of dollars? That's nuts, just from the TV bro. revenue. That ain't even talking about ticket sales. You feel me? That ain't talking about sponsorships. You feel me? Like, and you ain't seeing shit. I think like... Like, and you going home yeah. and you getting a 40 ounce because you can't afford hand. <laughs> I think like five years ago, I read some like, shit where um, the University of Tennessee, or is it Tennessee University? Wherever, it's, it's ten- the Vols um, 
where Peyton Manning and them niggas went. I read some shit where they said if they sell out one home game, they can pay for the scholarships of every football player. Yeah. In one home game. Tennessee got one of the biggest stadiums in college football. They said that them niggas sell out one. It might have been Tennessee or Texas A&M, and I want to say it's Tennessee. Fuck, I think it's Tennessee. But they said that them niggas sell out one whole game, home game. They have enough to pay for every scholarship of every player. Nigga, you get like, what, eight home games? So the other seven home games that you, you know, you might sell out three or four of them motherfuckers. That's all income, bro. And that's just ticket sales. That's just ticket sales. You know, if all you the sell out every merch, home game, you feel me? Not merch, like not uh, food concessions. Sales, like <laughs> that much money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a multi billion dollar industry, you feel me, that thrives on the labor of black people, the free yeah. labor of black people. You feel me? So it just went from, you know, like, it's been like that, too. So, like, black athletes, the first black athletes were actually jockeys, nigga. So, like, they were jockeys on the slave plantation, bro. So, like, they were slaves. Yeah. But they Jockeys was, are, like, the, the people that ride horses, right? Yeah. yeah. So, they was, uh, you know, some old white man southern games or some shit. They had them fucking run around horses and shit, race them and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were the first athletes. You feel me? And they made money, too. They made, like, good money to the point to where they even had agents, bro. And they would literally, like, fucking sell, you feel me? sell jockeys to different plantation owners That's because wild. of the industry it became, right? Yeah. But they were still slaves. You feel me? So if you look at today, bro, even, you know, people are like, oh, how are you a professional athlete and how can it be it's still like a form of slavery? It's like, if you look at the money, you feel me? The same, it's the same type of system. Yeah, I'm about to say me? it's the system. Really. Look at like, Kaepernick. Was, yeah. Like, you ain't, a free, you ain't free, you feel me, if you speak your mind, you feel me, and then you get blackballed. I don't, you know, you can have as much money as you want, but if you can't say how you feel and speak up about the oppression of black people and you're a blackballed, you a slave. They're literally taking away... $40 million slaves, bro. Read that book. They are li- Who wrote it? I've uh, heard about William, it a lot, though. William wrote it. And that shit, I read that shit my uh, junior year in college, bro. I, I shouldn't have read it when I was in college because I was just like mad, bro. Yeah. Because you see it all, you feel me? And also like, shit, when I was an athlete, bro, I was... we we A lot of us worked, bro. So like, we'd have practice, you feel me? school maybe even a fucking game and we're over going to the city nigga working for shot security nigga at cl- clubs and shit bro man I, that's that's so wild i did not work and at they all, have to bro. go on the fucking you know what i'm saying just to be able to survive so like especially football players and basketball players having to do that shit but a lot of football players was doing it the only black ones was doing it you feel me because they needed fucking money yeah i look at to survive so you have yeah. niggas actually working a job and playing fucking football full-time and supposed to go to school that's so nuts. I never, I never worked, man. I never worked. I had a yeah. teammate, though, who did this internship, and it was like, man, I remember just being like, fuck, nigga, I don't even have the like time to get an internship because I'm like, I, you know, like between school and football, I didn't have no time to do that shit. Like, I couldn't imagine working, bro. Mm-hmm. And I know I had some teammates that did it, but I, I couldn't fucking imagine working. But like, that's a whole other element. Like, you spend five years of your five years, as summers included, of playing this sport. And then you graduate and you got no work experience, no internship experience, bro. It's like now you're reaching into a whole nother, um, mm-hmm. another um, avenue of life. Yeah. And, and that you don't have no like, experience, bro. Shit. And a lot of black athletes, especially at UC Berkeley, it was about four out of 10 black men was graduating who were black athletes, bro. So a lot of niggas wasn't even graduating. You feel me? Getting a degree. So it's like. was you on the team for four years and you didn't graduate? How was you eligible every year and didn't graduate? That's that's, nuts, that's, bro. that's the system, bro. You feel me? Because you're you're if you're going there for four years too, even if you're going there for three years, you're there every summer taking summer classes. How the fuck do you leave there without a degree? I never understood that. How are you eligible every fucking year, every season, and you leave there without a degree? I mean, it's on the counselors. UC Berkeley got blasted in the paper because of it. all it was all in the San Francisco Chronicle. Now they're starting to do a better job, but they just did not give a fuck. You feel me? Because it's like, you a number, bruh. And I knew, like, you feel me? So, like, you know, when I was playing rugby and shit, it was my senior year. This is the time of Mike Brown. You feel me? Like, executed. I'm like, bruh, I can't. For me, I couldn't be silent about that shit no more. You feel me? So I started protesting with the BSU. Next day, I get a fucking phone call from the athletic director or assistant athletic director. And, like, what are you doing protesting type shit? I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm out. Like, I'm like, if I, you can't, if I can't protest and like, you going to use my fucking name, you're going to use my image for some of the community service work that I did in West Oakland, but you fucking won't 
stand behind me. I mean, you feel me when you speak up about the oppression of black people and you protesting? Because you went above and beyond. Like even with the NFL, don't they have like a Walter Payton Man of the Year award for like people who like serve their community? Yeah. You feel me? Look at Cap. They took away this nigga's right to protest, peacefully protest at that. So they was trying to intimidate me, so I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, I was like, I can't be quiet about it no more, so I, I just quit. I was in the middle of camp. I can only I'm imagine like, if I, I did like, something like that at Idaho. I just quit. I was like, I'm done, bro. I'm trying to, like, if you ain't going to fuck with me like that, and I can't speak my mind, and I'm not going to be supportive, I'm not going to play. It's my last semester. And that ended up being the best move I made because I was able to, like, actually like find out who the fuck i am type shit because if you play a sport for so long you feel me especially at the levels we played at you feel me like that's all i knew it wasn't blake because like yeah athlete blake <laughs> and that's that type shit you know but i was able to you know find myself a little bit more and then get into activism get into organizing shit that i actually really cared about fortunately bro. fortunately yeah. you know what i'm saying a lot of people can't a lot of people can't say that i remember like i used to always have this thought in my head like, damn, what am I going to do? Like, I used to try to visualize my life without football. Like, if I didn't go pro, like, what would I do? How would I be? How would life be? And I, like, I never could visualize it. But I always remember this feeling of, like, feeling, like, lost and low. Mm-hmm. I never knew what it could look like. I never, like, see it in my head. But, like, I could just, like, okay, I can imagine what it, my life would feel like without football, bro. And I would say that first, like, year that I didn't have sports, I was sick, bro. I had lost such a Me big too. chunk of myself, bro. I started playing football at 11 years old, bro. And now you got motherfuckers who starting like they didn't have tiny mites when I was growing up. <laughs> they didn't have mighty mites. That shit came when I was like already like into football and I was like, feel me, fucking sixth, seventh grade. Mighty mites and tiny mites came around. But now you got folks who've been playing football. You got these kids who've been playing football since they were five years old. Imagine playing football from five to twenty five, and then one day that shit just ends because that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Feel me? You could be it like, just ends. <laughs> you, you could be fucking. You know, play all the way up to your senior year. Don't get a combine invite. You know, you do the fucking pro day, and then boom, pro day is over, draft day is over, and it's just like literally football is done. And that's all you've known. And that's all. I feel like I'm still recovering from not from you know. Yeah. Like mentally, like from that shit, like it's something you know because you lose your, you almost lose your sense of self. Definitely. I I felt like I was like who who the fuck is Blake type shit because that's all I knew is. When I was 18, if you asked me what I'd be doing when I'm 25, I'd be like, I'm playing rugby professionally overseas. You know what else You know what else like, makes <laughs> that shit hurt? Huh. It's like that first like couple months when you come home and motherfuckers like asking you who you play for now. Yeah. That shit is sick. That shit, oh my God. Or niggas like, why you ain't go pro? Like, nigga, what the fuck? Is it that easy? Shit, where the niggas? You should go play for the Niners, bro. Like, that's what niggas tell you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's just, what niggas just, used to tell me hella much when I first like. came home. You should go play for the Raiders. Them niggas weak. Where they, are them niggas got sign-ups? Where I sign up at? That's some Oakland shit, like. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely some athletes out like right now, bro, uh, like going into their senior year who have to yeah. go through this shit, bro. And my biggest advice, too, if you were, if you were a student athlete, black student athlete, listening to this shit, like, focus on what you think. Th- start thinking about what you can do next outside of sports. And it's going to be difficult, but like know that it'll be okay type shit. You Definitely. Feel me? Know that if it's going to work out, you feel me? It's just going to be uncomfortable, and you got to get used to being uncomfortable in something that's new. You feel me? And your worth isn't just about being how good you can play a sport, bro. Like, every, you feel me? Your worth is more than what you can do on the fucking field. Straight up. Yeah, you feel and me? I, I think even like motherfuckers who go on to play pro for 20 years go through this shit at some point. Like, there's just like, you give so much of yourself to, this, to these games. You start to identify yourself. Like I just said earlier, bro, like I think I was an athlete before anything else. I think I was an athlete before I was a human. Like literally, like I like I like being a football player was above anything else to me, bro. Like before anything else. Like I was just like I just all I knew was football at one point in my yeah. life, bro. That's all I knew. Yeah. And now I look at like life after sports and I never thought I would be able to find other things that bring me joy and also things that I feel like add value to my life. I, I never knew that. And that's why I wish mm-hmm. that, like, these schools would do a better job of really prepping athletes for life after after sports, bro. Because, like, there's so much more to this shit. You can get some of those same feelings, some of that same, some of those same experiences that you get from sports. You can get those out in other areas of the world, bro. Mm-hmm. Period. You can get money in other areas of the world, too. <laughs> you can get competition. Right. You can get joy. You can get adrenaline. You can get those things shit, from, you like. Can, you can talk shit over the domino table. You feel bro. me? You can still do it. I was playing basketball at the Y today. I was talking hella shit. I'm like, damn, I can't turn this shit off. <laughs> I was like, damn, I mean, who's gonna that, get some that, high school? I mean, that's why we both talk so much shit to each other. Like, it's some like, oh, like, athlete type shit, nigga. Like, 
<laughs> I just cannot turn this shit off. No I mean, shit, that's probably why I, I ride a motorcycle. Cause like, shit, you get an adrenaline rush from playing rugby. You get an adrenaline rush from from playing fucking uh, or riding them fucking motorcycle and shit. You know. But I think also one one thing I think about too is just like how black athletes, specifically black males, you feel me, in football and basketball, all the labor that they do is then producing like all the money for the athletic department and for all these other sports, right? So I do think it's very important, you feel me, like gender equality, like that shit's hella important, right? But what does it mean when black football players, black basketball players who are fucking struggling to live, their money is to go fund a white women's field hockey team? Or a white yeah. woman's lacrosse team. You yeah, like, me? you motherfuckers don't need... Like, why aren't y'all parents paying for y'all to do this shit? Why is my labor the the thing that allows you to do this? So, essentially, like, I think it's like you are essentially a slave to pay fucking for them. But people want to be like, oh, on some white feminist shit. Like, oh, football players and basketball players should play for white women's sports. I'm like, nah, that's like, what? Nigga said that. <laughs> so you me, want you black like people, you want, you want black men to brutalize themselves, their bodies, you feel me, like for white women to get scholarships. Yeah. When they could pay for college already type shit because they're some trust fund babies. Man, I, I. You know what I'm saying? But like, also, I fuck with like women's basketball, you feel me? Like all black women who play sports, I fuck with y'all. So I, that, I, don't, I don't want. Anyone to take those words and think I'm saying like, oh, I don't fuck with women's sports. That's not what I'm saying. Definitely. I'm saying I don't fuck with the exploitation of black men. You feel me? Of black athletes being used and that money being used. Because there's probably some fucking black, women. some black women track track athletes who, who are don't paying have for scholarship. <laughs> who are paying like you look at like probably like the elite like black women track teams, right? Mm-hmm. They're probably like there are some schools where I don't know football is such a big market. But I'm, sh- you know, like let's let's say for example, if like okay, track was the fucking sport that brought in all the money, right? Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see no fucking black women if they fucking uh, four by one team was the most popping team. I wouldn't want to see all the championships that they win and shit paying for somebody else fucking, especially some white women scholarships. I would not want to see that shit. Fuck right. no, 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 stop it. Cut and then it it's out. like CTE. You feel me? So it's like you feel me that white. White football player, the quarterback who passed away recently, you know, who uh, he was passed away by suicide. Too, right? He was hella young. They did an autopsy. They looked at his brain and he had CTE. And the quarterback is the most protected player on the field. You ain't touching no quarterback on practice. You feel me? You ain't really ever, you know, even in high school, you ain't touching no quarterback. So if a quarterback has CTE, right? So you have these, you know, young black men who might potentially get CTE, you know, their labor is being used to fund white women's sports. Right, so this is another form of slavery. Point blank, period. You feel me? The athletic field is another plantation. Shit is nuts, bro. I just... And then also, I think black student athletes, you feel me, they're like stigmatized too. So like in the black community, like black student community, like, oh, athletes don't show up and shit. It's like, yeah, because niggas is fucking really working type shit. Bodies being fucking exploited type shit. I should shit. be so fucking tired, You feel bro? me? So like, yeah, tired. black athletes probably don't want to pull up to an event because niggas is really fucking just working all fucking day. You just want to chill, play some fucking video games, and then you got to go fucking work a shift in security in the city type shit. Like, niggas don't got time. That's why there's like this big separation, I think, in the black community. You feel me? But it's it's designed to do that. The institution is designing that. You feel yeah. me? They don't want black student athletes to be involved with the black student community because then they, they start to get politicized, right? So it's very intentional that you see black student athletes separated from the rest of the black student population because the black student population, you feel me, is generally going to be, you're going to have some more conscious people in it. Not saying black athletes aren't conscious because we know niggas is for sure conscious about the situations, you mm-hmm. feel me? But then you start to get politicized. Oh, shit. It's a bad look, you feel me? When You know, look what happened in Missouri, you feel me? They boycotted you feel me? I remember when that shit was popping off. I remember Nigga, that shit. They, yeah. they boycotted and it's because they was fucking around with some uh, activists out there. You feel me? Some black students was po- politicizing them. You feel me? Talking and working together and shit. You feel me? So, black athletes have hella power. You feel me? I can shout, shout, out one, Colin, yeah. shout out Colin Kaepernick, nigga, for real. I can remember real when nigga. like sit out a couple times, like we just yeah, we just wasn't organized enough. Like organizing is a, organizing is a term that gets thrown around a lot, but like that shit is like. <laughs> This Being organized is hella effective, bro. It is, bro. Like literally, like just like having like a plan and like having steps as to how y'all gonna see all mission through and shit. That shit is hella important. Like I look at the times we try to organize that, um, like organize like walkouts from practice or like 
fucking like sit-ins like we're not going out there they got us fucked up nigga like i'm tired as fuck i'm sore as fuck but like only having like a handful of motherfuckers and not Ready even getting the it. key players to do it like not having our quarterback on our side right like that would have yeah. been important you have your quarterback like yo nigga i'm not practicing or like especially like not just your quarterback but all three of the motherfuckers like nigga i'm not doing shit today I'm tired right so like yeah like organizing is hella important and i can see why that missouri shit worked a fuck then they get that coach fired or some shit coach got fired bro because <laughs> they there's, had there's keep, nothing he could have done they had so, keep know? like nigga we're not playing until this nigga is gone you feel me so like and I you can tell that they were involved with some motherfuckers on campus who was like nah nigga like this I know for you, a fact I know this is what's gonna happen when y'all when y'all first sit down when y'all say this is what's gonna, this yeah. how they gonna respond and this is what y'all gotta do and eventually this is how you win like that would have been if we would have some student organizers on campus. We did have motherfuckers organizing on campus at Idaho. They was organizing to be able to carry your fucking gun in a holster. Yeah, some white men <laughs> to be able to stay strapped, protect the second man. Bro, it used to be motherfuckers <laughs> on, on campus with straps. I sort of got that. So wow, wow, what shit? Snaking my boot ass sick. niggas. I hate that shit. Hella black. We only got a couple minutes of film left. Do you know we got one more or not? Or we got 10 minutes? You got another we one? We got 10 minutes? So shit. We, we almost go? hour in. We need to um, extend, it extend the episode. Yeah, for surely. So uh, you I don't know, have nothing I want to say. Though. If you want to... Uh, <laughs> if you want to fuck with this next episode, the once he ain't got nothing he want to say. We didn't do Black Joy. Me. That's wild. Ooh. Yeah. We could do the Black Joy for the extended episode. So and Tell a story. We'll talk, we'll we'll talk some more shit. about that. Yeah. But uh, tap in with our Patreon, you feel me, to get this extended episode. You feel me? Thank you for fucking with us. Like our like us on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. You feel me? Subscribe to this shit on YouTube. Tell people. You feel me? Post this shit on your IG story. Add us at Hello Black Pod. You feel me? Support us. You feel me? Tell a friend. I hope y'all fuck with this first episode on camera. I feel like I'm not used to like. I'm not. not I feel like I know I'm not used to being on camera at all, especially during like these fucking which tend to be like intimate one-on-one conversations between Blake and myself. Yeah. So we will get better. Just like if you think about our first episode of the Hello Black Podcast, the first five or whatever, however many you could think of, they weren't hella concise and like um like well oiled, but we'll get used to being on camera. I might start making more eye contact. Who knows? Like just like you know, just little <laughs> shit little shit that nigga and I will have a haircut next one. Period, point blank. So I apologize. I played so y'all didn't get to see me in my in my best. I will do better. Like Tim Tebow said. He might have some gray hairs next time too though. This nigga be stressed Niggas out. Be... <laughs> Chill, bro. Why is you wishing that shit on me? This nigga speaking bum shit into existence. Come on, bro. Chill. Hey. So episode 21, tap in with this shit. You feel me? Fuck with us. Now we finna get on to this extended episode.